0: You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park.
1: Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio, getting you set for this year's draft. And the man here to talk about it now is a man that will play a very pivotal role in that draft. It's Padres General Manager A.J. Preller. A.J., how are you? Good, good. Yeah, getting ready for uh, for Thursday. Looking forward to it. It's uh, been a busy time of year for you, obviously. It's your first time on Social Hour, so welcome and uh, honored that you were able to take some time because it is very busy for you. So what's it been like now, the week and change leading up to what's been a day that uh, a lot of people are putting a lot of stock into?
0: Yeah, basically, I mean, our process, we have uh, our, we have area scouts, 16 area scouts across the country, and they come in and they present their, their list, their preference list of, uh, of players that they would like to select um, from their regions. And then that that's you know takes about four days or so for them to go through all the players in the country, and then uh, you know we start about a week process in which we uh, we we put the together you know the, our our you know our different priority boards, and uh, you we'll know, put the, we'll rank the guys by position, um, and then we'll eventually we'll, we'll end up putting an overall preference board, and, and that's what we use to, to make our selections. Talk to me about the
1: preference organizationally. You've got six of the first 85 picks. Do you guys have an overall strategy do you have you know are you shooting for high upside high school arms polished college hitters what are you guys looking for uh, anything overall in the beginning of yeah, this draft i,
0: I think uh, you know I'm, I'm sure you hear it all the time with the draft but i think it's really true You're really just about the, be- the best guy available i think uh, you know especially in baseball we you know most of the time, you know the, the players go into the development system and, and you know it takes them a 3 4 or 5 year period in order to get to the big league so you know i think for the you know if we end up looking up and we had we took you know 10 high school pitchers in a row and but we felt like those were the best selections at the time you know that, that's the way we're going to go about doing it so we don't really try to focus in and say hey we need a college bat at this spot or a college pitcher or a high school bat i think it's uh, more just legitimately each spot, each round, try to take the guy that we feel like is the best pick for that for that area.
1: Now, I won't ask you to tip your hand too much with specific names. Uh, I don't know if you know every other GM in the Bigs watches this show, so I don't <laughs> want you to give away anything too close to the vest. But um, how deep does your planning go? How much do you script? Like, hey, we have these first 30 guys available, so that we have three of those first 30 picks, then we at least know we're, we're getting someone that we have on the board. How deep does it go?
0: Yeah, I think you know, I think. Uh you, know, you want to be prepared for, for you know for every possibility. I think we try to go through you know a bunch of scenarios, exercises in which you know you try to figure out, you know, hey, what general area certain guys are going to be at, and, and who may be in play for us in certain spots. I think, you know, I think uh, you know, I think the you know the good scouting directors and, and the good groups have a have a little bit better feel in general. But really, you don't know 100% until you get into that draft room, until you see, kind of see how the board starts going and who may be there. And I think the baseball draft, for the most part, you got to be prepared to to act quickly, and that's why I think the preparation leading into it is so important. Because you don't, you don't have 15 minutes between selections, and, and you know as as you get going through the draft and we get deep into the deeper rounds, you know picks are being made. You know every every honestly every every 15 seconds or so mm-hmm. as you start getting deeper. So you have to have done your work throughout the year, really set your board the way you want to set it, because you got to make quick calls on, on the fly. A lot of us from the
1: outside think we can know which holes need fixing or plugging in the organization. From your perspective, what do you think are the needs organizationally that you guys would most like to fill yeah, in the
0: draft? Yeah, I think when you look at our system right now, I think we have you know, a nice group of guys that are, that are playing in the, in the A-ball level. Um, you know, Prospect-wise, we have you know, the Fort Wayne pitching staff is, is filled with, with younger arms that are throwing really well right now. I think there's a gap in the middle tiers you know, in terms of uh, you know, both positionally and, and definitely on the starting pitching front. And you know when you look at our El Paso club in Triple we've got some good position players. We don't really have a ton of starting pitching options there. So, you know, I think uh, I, I think you know you know how how that plays into the draft. I mean, I think just in, in general organizationally, you know, that gap that we're seeing between A ball and Triple that's something we have to you know have to address in the draft. Though, I still think, still think it comes back to like as we said, we're we're just trying to get the you know the most talented guy, the guy with the best character and makeup. Uh, and usually those guys come quick. And sometimes, you know, you look at it and you think, hey, you know, this certain guy may be three or four years away, but, you know, maybe it's a high school kid that's 17 or 18 years old. But the good ones, if you look at it historically, they come quick. And that's where we just kind of uh, stress with our scouting group. Hey, we, we just got to get the right guys, and those guys will move through the system for us.
1: Now, with this many picks uh, this early in the draft, you can apply some game theory here and there. You know, do you spread the wealth among different positions? Do you just go for the best player available, even if you end up with six pitchers or six center fielders or or whatever. Do you guys have any thoughts into how you're going to allocate strategically those six picks, or is it, again, just whoever's there at the time?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, definitely prepared in terms of, like, you know, trying to play, trying to play, you know, that idea of, hey, what combination looks best and everything like that for us. Um, but honestly i think when we get into you get into the room it's going to be more just based based off of our board based off of our, off of our preference list and uh, and really not not trying to focus and say hey we need a you know this position cuz we're we're a little light there right now in the farm system
1: a similar question i guess uh, in terms of high risk, high ceiling versus just somebody solid, do you think that you have a bit more flexibility that you can afford to maybe take a gamble or two because you have the, all those picks early, or are you trying to get just a solid choice on each one?
0: Yeah, I, I think what we've tried to talk about is, that, you know, really, you know, don't look at it as hey, like we're, you know, we're taking a lottery ticket or a flyer just because we have the extra picks. I think, you know, in each spot, you know, make sure the process is right, make sure we've done our homework, make sure we know, you know, we know the players well, their backgrounds in and out. And at that point, you know, you always have those debates. Hey, you know, this guy might have a little higher ceiling. This guy might be a little, you know, quote, unquote, safer to get there, a little bit more certainty. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, don't, you know, I don't think our group is going to look at it, hey, we have some extra picks, and that means you know, you're going to shoot from your hip or take a flyer on, on a lottery ticket guy. It's you know, continually, hey, make good decisions, make sound decisions, and I think at the end of the day that will lead to a good draft.
1: What is that uh, the war room, quote-unquote, like, the room for you guys, especially in these first couple of days? Take us behind the scenes uh, just to put us into that situation, that scenario that you're going to be in for hours on end.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, we're, we we do our draft here at the ballpark. You know, there's a you know in, in a in a conference type room, and you know you've, you've got you know four monitors going at all times with you know some of the, the some of the college games going. You got video of each of the players you're talking about. You've got a scout usually presenting the player, and then you've got a lot of debate. You've got a lot of guys that weigh in and check in and kind of give give their takes on what they've seen. Um, you know, and, and you know, and talking about the background and the makeup, talking about the medical component, talking about the analytic component. Um, and then ultimately it comes down to Mark Connor, our scouting director to make a call and put them, you know, and put him in a place that we feel like is, uh, you know, is accurate. So it's, uh, you know, it's a fun room. It's a lot of debates. So it's long hours, at least for the last, you know, for the last week. Um, but I think when you get done with it, if your process is right, you end up, you end up making good selections. Just pizza boxes and Diet Cokes and coffee everywhere. Yeah, or yeah, it, yeah it definitely. It definitely the diet right now is probably, is <laughs> probably not, uh, not too healthy, but, um, you know, I think. You know, you know, you look up most most days. You look up and you're like, man, it's 11 o'clock at night. Our big league game is over, and you know, and and you're still going. It feels like you just got there at 8 a.m. So, um, but it, it's a lot of fun.
1: Now, let me ask you about uh, just the take a step back, and look at the bigger picture, because everyone's been saying, especially with the performance of the big league team to this point on the field. The big dates, you know, it's day one of the draft and then it's the international signing period come July and everyone from, you know, you guys in the front office to ownership, fans, us in the media, always putting it on. This date being one to circle on the calendar. Do you feel any extra pressure to really nail this one because of the opportunity with all the extra picks and everyone putting
0: a lot of emphasis on it? Yeah, no, it's. It. I think it's. I mean, it's always an important day on the baseball calendar. I think this year's gotten you know, more attention just because we, you know, we pick we almost you know, in in kind of in almost every phase of the draft. You know, you have you know you're picking up in the top ten, then you have multiple picks in the twenties, and then throughout the comp round. So I think you know that that part of it gains extra attention in terms of like you know the feeling like it's a, it's a it's a crucial day always in your in your baseball operations calendar because you know you look up every you know all the time and 3 years from now you know um, the successful teams pretty much can almost always date back to that draft day and there's a you know a difference making player or a pivotal decision that was made on that day or a group of players that are brought in and i think this year you know no different obviously with the more picks we have more opportunity so and I think definitely looking forward to that part of it.
1: How excited are you to have a first round pick finally? You know, last year uh yeah. it was forfeited. Now this year you get that, you have the bonus pool money to play with. Um for you personally, in terms of having this sort of uh opportunity now, how are you looking to take advantage of that for the first time?
0: Yeah, I think uh definitely definitely excited and anxious I think when you go to when you go to build build something long term, which is you know, I think what, what you know what what any baseball operations group is you know is trying to do. Obviously, having those picks and having extra picks—if you look historically, like some of the better drafts—usually it's when it's when you have multiple picks. So I think we view it as a real opportunity. I think it's fun. It's exciting. I think when you go out and scout, there's really no players that are that are kind of off our board. I think you know in past years, um, you know maybe you're picking the 30s or, or you know something like that, and you know for the most part, hey, you're not getting access to the Garrett Coles or the Manny Machado's or the Steven Stephen Strasburgs. You know, so you really don't have to. You know, I really don't spend a lot of time scouting those guys. This year, it's, you know, it's been all hands on deck because you know, we're in play at every spot, honestly, for almost every player, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Now from what I've been reading, a lot of
1: people think there is not that kind of, you know, the Carlos Correa, the Bryce Harper, the no-doubt-about-it-available about guy. Do you see that type of potential MVP Cy Young talent that may be available to the
0: Padres at eight? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I think it's a good draft. I think, um, you know, everybody always has their impression and their opinion. I think uh, – you know, maybe, you know, if you don't have that <coughs> that clear-cut consensus, number one, um, and, and I think in this draft probably isn't, you know, I think we view it as, as an opportunity, though, honestly. I think we are positioned at eight, and then, and then, you know, like you mentioned, the multiple picks in the top 80s, I think it's a depth draft. I think there's a lot of good players. I think we might end up getting just as, you know, a guy that maybe just has as much potential at, you know, at, at pick 25 as we do at eight and, um, you know, the same way throughout. So I think uh, – I, you know, I think the other thing, too, from, from our standpoint, is we, we really try to stress that it's, you know, it's 40 rounds in the draft. And, you know, I think uh, the most successful programs, you know, look up and you get a guy in the 17th round, a guy in the 18th round, the guy in the 33rd round. And there are good players out there. you got to go find them. And, uh, you know, so this year there may not be that consensus 1-1 one, one pick for, you know, for the Phillies or whoever's picking up there. But, you know, I, I do think it's, it's a good draft and we're going to get quality players.
1: I want to take another step back big picture-wise. Uh, you've already made one significant trade from the big league club this year. I'm sure you'll be fielding a lot of calls through the summer. We know free agency in the offseason is a big part of, of building a big league roster as well. How do you value the draft compared to those other avenues, Spring international amateurs in? Uh, they're all different pillars you can build an organization on. How do you value the draft compared to some of those other ways in terms
0: of uh, immediate help versus long-term help versus the big picture of the organization? Yeah, I think just like you mentioned, it's it's, a, it's one of the big pillars in order to you know in, in, or in player acquisition or order to build your you know in order to build your program and your team. Um, but you know when you you know I think each area's got to be strong. I mean like there's really no no team that looks at and say, we only built through the draft, or we only built in the international you know July second market." Uh, you know, I mean, you look up, and usually, hey, there was a there was a trade that was made. There was, you know, a free agent that was signed. There was, you know, uh, obviously players that came throughout this. You know, come throughout the system. It's hard to acquire players from other teams. You know, so, uh, you know, you got to. You know, I think that it, it does put a more of a point of emphasis on getting your own and developing your own. That's always crucial. And I think, you know, usually the franchise guys. You know, the guys at least in the last 10, 15 years. Whether it's a Buster Posey or Derek Jeter or Albert Pujols originally with the Cardinals, they're with their original clubs, you know, because they're those kind of players, you know, Paul Goldschmidt, et cetera. Um, You know, we've got to continue to try to get our own, you know, guys that we can look up that are going to be those type of guys. They usually come through the draft, um, but really every area. That's 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 the focus on baseball operations, like you mentioned, is trade route, free agent route, six you know six year free agent route, draft route, now international market. I think if you hit those as as well as we can, that's that's how you build a championship group.
1: Something else about this draft, you've mentioned it yourself. It's after this that teams start really assessing themselves at the big league level and start making some calls. How busy do you expect to be? How much do you, is your phone expected to ring
0: uh, the next month or two once this draft passes? About the guys at the big league level. Yeah, it's always busy. I mean, I think I think like you know, you know all, all teams are are working hard and they're active and aggressive, and I think. You know, everybody. Uh, you know, you kind of get through that draft point to evaluate your club, and I think you know after that, then teams start really getting a little more aggressive, understanding, hey, we're we're in contention, or maybe we're not. We're not really in contention, and hey, here's what we need if we want to be a championship type team. And they start looking at the teams that you know that may, that may be able to have that to offer, maybe they'll help them. So I, I do think when we get uh, once we get once we get done with the draft, and then. You know, I, th- I think the phones will start ringing a little bit and, you know, leading up, obviously, to the July 31 trade deadline.
1: All right, so, uh, yeah, it's a busy, busy time of the summer for you, AJ. Thanks so much for carving out some time. We really appreciate it. A question I always like asking fellow travelers whenever I get the chance to. you have a
0: favorite airport? I know you log a lot of miles. Uh, I think probably favorite airport, no, um, probably – I would say the, uh, the, probably my favorite area, LAX, American Airlines, because they've got a little separate entrance that they let the, uh, the preferred members go through. Nice, so. yeah.
1: And you've got, so I'm sure, between the draft and everything else, you're, you're racking up those uh, frequent flyer miles. So, A.J., thank you for, again for carving out some time for us here today. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. That is Padres GM A.J. Preller. And this, with more on the way, is Padres Social Hour.